You're listening to RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. The views and opinions expressed by our guests, hosts, and or DJs do not, we repeat, do not reflect the official policy or position of RGV Titan Radio, our affiliates, or our sponsors. RGVTitanRadio.com. We are the 956. Welcome to the Movie Know It All podcast here on RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. We are your hosts. I am Will. And I'm Bob. And if somebody comes through that door, I'm going to shoot them. <laughs> Good God gravy. What a week it's been, hasn't it, my friend? Hell yeah. It's been, a, <laughs> it's been an eerily satisfying week. <laughs> so we have, uh, uh, we do pre-record these shows. Uh, so by the time you hear this, uh, the uh, the noise uh, around the country should maybe uh, settle down a little bit. But this, you know, based on what's been happening the last four years, I seriously doubt it. So hopefully... Mm-hmm. Our little show here on RGVTitanRadio.com can uh, take that stress away a little bit. Just a little Uh, bit. Just a little bit, man. So, uh, uh, hey, Bobby. What's up? What have you been watching this week, man? Like, have you seen any good movies or any good TV shows this week, my friend? Uh, Every day that I watch TV, it just becomes more and more satisfying when the dickhead in chief keeps saying, It's Vodafone! (laughs) (laughs) I am really enjoying the season finale, aren't you? Yeah, the season season finale of the United States has been a really good one this year. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, I can't wait to tune in in January. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like this is this is this it's it's like it would be like if the episode of Game of Thrones where Joffrey drinks the poison like it, like it stops right when he starts choking like yeah. that's where we're, that's where we're at right now like we're watching Joffrey yeah. choke the blood hasn't started pouring out of his nose just yet. <laughs> Like, yeah, I, as as much as as much as I love uh, 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 Hitchcock, man, I don't like I don't like the way he's directing this season, man. Not at all. Not at, you know? He's been all over the place with this. One. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, man. Uh, yeah, do you like? There's there's uh, uh, there's a lot of escapism that needs to be going down, uh, especially this month, man. At the end of this year, 2020 is almost over, and uh, and we need we need some escapism, man. I actually uh had the pleasure of uh I, I was able to watch uh the season premiere of the mandalorian oh right which How's that? freaking phenomenal of course as always nice little twist ending from episode one i haven't i have not even begun to watch that show yet it is really good dude. it is really worth it man it, it, i i've heard it's what it's what the uh the jj abrams star wars movie should have been Ah, okay. I feel you on that. Yeah, like this is this feels like a true continuation of the original trilogy, you know. Right on. Yeah, and, and it doesn't feel like a cash grab for some reason. It feels like like legit it's legit storytelling. 
That's because it's Disney. It's definitely a cash grab. <laughs> yeah, but it's but it's John Favreau telling the story, man, and that guy's a legit storyteller, dude. Yeah, he's pretty good as long as the fucking studios don't dig their noses into it. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they actually gave him the money to to do uh, the first episode, and they were so impressed with it, like you know what, you you can handle this. We're not. We'll we'll uh, we'll focus on the movies. <laughs> right on. Right. We'll do yeah. the movies. You 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 do this. You, you do, do this. that. Yeah. Man. So. Uh, <laughs> And uh, I was also uh, able to finally, finally uh, uh, sit down and watch Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie. Man, uh, I've been wanting to watch that. That's 99 cents uh, available on Google Play to rent for 99 cents. So no I said, it and I rented it. And I got to tell you, man, I, I was not offended by it. <laughs> really? Like, See, growing like up. Surprised? Yeah, man. See, growing up, dude, I was a uh, a Super Nintendo kid. I wasn't a Sega Genesis kid. Same. So, so I didn't grow up with Sonic the Hedgehog. Actually, my neighbor had a, had a Genesis, mm. but we we just played X Men all day. I had gotten I had gotten a Genesis when I was a kid, and the only game I had was Sonic the Hedgehog. And then, like, at some point, I got a couple other games. But um, one of my my um favorite things about my family members is if, is that uh. A lot of my family has never been above uh, buying stolen things from crackheads. So, <laughs> uh, one of my family members managed to get a hold of a, a Super Nintendo for like 50 bucks and shit. Dude. And like um, they bought it for me for Christmas and then like uh, said crackhead brought like a bag of like 30 games like a week later. And he was oh, like, wow. Like uh, like for a hundred bucks, I'll give you all thirty of these games, and we're like sure. <laughs> so like, I had a fuck ton of games, so I turned coat real fucking quick on that Sega. Like, <laughs> just yeah. like fuck it, fuck it in the butt, like yeah, dude. <laughs> like I I, I, I did manage to catch uh, this week. Um, uh, and if you guys have Shudder, which I cannot recommend enough, like if you're a horror movie fan, get Shudder on Prime. It's so good. Uh, I watched the the Creepshow animated short that came Ooh, out. Oh, that's out. Yeah, the animated episode. And holy shit, it's fucking so cool. Um, one of Because like, one of the stories is written by Stephen King. Uh, and the other is written by his son, Joe Hill, uh, which is which is so cool, because if you guys don't know and you've seen the first creep show, uh, Joe Hill is the little kid at the beginning who orders the the voodoo doll when at the end. Uh, ready for another shot, dad? Like that was that, in the original movie, right? Yeah, that's Joe Hill. Oh, that's, that's all. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's Stephen King's son. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. cool to watch it come full circle and watch him yeah. write a short story for for mm -hmm. creep show but they are both really cool the uh the one with joey king was was good i enjoyed it very much but uh the one with um Kiefer sutherland holy mm. shit <laughs> like what a fucked up little episode that is like nice <laughs> it's it's very like oh dude this is so fucking it's nauseating it's good but um yeah, you you guys got to check that out, man. It's it is so so worth it. Yeah, but um, I'm, I'm really excited, man, because uh, uh, Lovecraft Lovecraft Country uh, recently yeah. wrapped up. 
So uh, I'm gonna need, finish need, watching those episodes. I need to sit and watch that. It's so damn good, dude. Like, I bet it's it is so good. I mean, like it, the, the it, first it, couple of episodes kind of start out kind of slow or whatever because they're uh, building up the world. But yeah, the thing yeah. is, is that the first couple of episodes are very uh, to themselves. Mm-hmm. But then, like uh, from the third episode on, dude, like the whole world just opens up, dude. Yeah. Like it, it's it. You think it's gonna? You think the whole story is the whole series, or at least a season is gonna be this one story? Nah, they wrap that story up in the second episode dude oh wow like, like straight up dude like and then that's it opens cool. up this whole thing dude that's uh, pretty cool man and like honestly my favorite part of that is that jordan peele is the one working on it and it satisfies me deep in my soul because uh, as, as much as i had I admire and I adore, I absolutely fucking love H.P. Lovecraft's writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a racist piece of shit. So he really was. <laughs> he really was. He was a horrifically racist asshole. So, like, to see what's that, that thing where, where What's that thing where, where they, they uh, he, like, uh, the whole Aryan race kind of thing? The Yeah. Uh, the eugenics? Ar- Ar- yeah, eugenics, like Aryan race superiority, like he was a fucking numbskull. So like the fair. fact that the fact that Jordan Peele is just like, I'll do Lovecraft better than Lovecraft, like <laughs> so <Yeah>. satisfying. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Not only that, man, but like the fact that it takes place in the sixties, mm-hmm. the the whole amidst the whole backdrop of the uh um uh the civil rights movement, yeah. it just makes it so much better. I imagine, like, I can't wait to see it. Like, I'm, I'm very, I'm really excited to check it out. Yeah, and uh, DC just uh, the DC uh, uh, piece of uh, HBO Max just added the uh, uh, like Titans and Swamp Thing and all that stuff, dude. So did they? Um, I didn't know yeah, that. man. Yeah, dude. They added the I'm, Titan show. They added a bunch of new DC stuff from the CW. I'm, I'm very excited, and I really do hope that they. Um, they do they get to do what their what the the plan is because from what i understand uh they want to bring affleck and jared leto on to do a 13 part or a 13 episode the batman yeah like the, the one that was originally planned for theaters they want to do it as 13 episodes for hbo Oof. and and like it's supposed to be um the story of how Batman became the jaded sociopath that he is in Batman v Superman. Ah, so the, so it's going to be the the death in the family because that's right. what like it's, uh, it's a, um, that's the whole thing is it's supposed to build it's the story is supposed to be him and Robin like building yeah. to the Joker like crowbarring Robin to death. And I heard that uh Jared Leto <laughs> is actually uh going back to play the Joker in uh, Zack Snyder's yeah. Justice League. Yeah, yeah. And they're changing him up. They're they're going to change up his look. He's not going to be the same Joker from the Suicide Squad. Right, right. So and I'm, I, I'm, I'm excited to that. I'm excited mainly because I um, <clears throat> I really want to see what Jared Leto can do with the role. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind and there should be no doubt in anyone's mind of what a talented actor he is like he's really fucking good he's a fucking weirdo (laughs) like yeah but weirdos make for great actors apparently yeah i was like but he's a great actor like can anybody deny what a good actor he is like i don't take the fucking oscars seriously worth the shit but like there's like if you've seen dallas buyers club you know why he won that fucking oscar i was about to say that man like his his performance fucking good yeah Yeah, man incredible fucking movie so uh so anyway man what we're gonna do uh hold on give me one second yeah all right hold on give me one second man Ooh, doo, doo, doo. 
recording live, ladies and gentlemen, on uh, the Movie Know It All podcast, man. Stuff happens, you know, so we just got to gotta roll through, roll with the punches. And all it's the live TV, man. What do you want us to do? Yeah, man. What do you want us <laughs> to do, man? Come on. You do it, man. Anyway, man, today, uh, guys, we're going to be talking about, uh, I would like to think that it's like a forgotten gem. Okay. It kind of, it kind of is because this movie is uh, probably the very first movie I have ever seen that was directed by James Mangold. Okay, talented <laughs> director. Uh, the movie that he directed right before this was a movie called Kate and Leopold, <laughs> starring uh, Hugh, Jackman Hugh Jackman and Meg Ryan. Okay. <laughs> Draw your own conclusions, <laughs> which was a really good movie, man. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bullshit. Dude. I'm a huge Hugh Jackman mark, dude. I'm I, a mark I am like crazy, dude. Like I'll, I'll watch anything that he's in, dude. I'm super forgiving of everything Hugh Jackman does. <laughs> like I really, I like no, for real, dude. Like, like for all I know, Van Helsing could be a fucking complete piece of shit movie, but I'm like, I don't know. It's got Hugh Jackman. Yeah, like, exactly. I like it. Like, at the very least, I'm excited to see him. I mean. Hugh Jackman is a Tom Brady of Hollywood, man. <laughs> he kind of is, right? Yeah. Like he's, he's one of those like, like you expect to read like news articles that say like women accuse Hugh Jackman of being extremely polite. <laughs> like, yeah, like for real. Like I, I, I like that no one's ever said anything bad about him. So it's like I don't know, man. The 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 more time goes by, the more I fucking like him. The more I miss him as Wolverine. Like, yeah. it's sad that he's not going to be Wolverine anymore. We need to fucking, like, review Logan one of these days. Oh, but, um, I'd gladly, man. Right? Gladly. What a great movie that is. So, uh, uh, yeah, we keep getting... We, we keep, keep getting, getting detracted. Everybody's like, what fucking movie are we reviewing this week? <laughs> no, guys, ladies and gentlemen, man, today we're going to be talking <laughs> about the suspense uh, horror classic. I'd call it more it, of a thriller. It's a very, very amazing thriller called Identity from 2003. Now, this movie I love because at the time when it came out, I was working at Hollywood Video. Okay. So uh, I was also a manager at Hollywood Video, and I. Uh, could choose what what to play on the you know how they had the the movies or the promo videos playing on the on the TVs and stuff in the store. Yeah. Well, uh, during the day, I would put on uh, um, like the promo that they would make us put on and stuff, advertising all the movies and stuff. And then uh, at night, like right before we closed, uh, I would put on movies. And this is one of the movies that I would put on all the time because I freaking yeah. love this movie. And for some reason, the movie the, it's it's raining throughout the whole movie, so the the rain was kind of soothing, you know. Yeah, I, it, yeah. Those, those poor actors, dude. They would like get colds regularly because of it. But like, <laughs> yeah. they would like it, it's like for real. Like they would catch colds all the time. I actually saw this movie um, on a bootleg. Uh, someone had a bootleg of it while it was still in theaters uh -huh. and I watched it and I liked it so fucking much. I asked the girl out on a date to go see it. Uh -huh. I was like, you should definitely come see this movie. Like it's, I was blown away by it. Like it's one of the most um, Alfred Hitchcock movies I've ever seen. Like it's to not have anything to do with him. You know? It's very Hitchcockian, man, and and yeah. and James Mangold, man, uh, James Mangold, like just sh like shot out of a cannon with this movie, dude, and the 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 way that this movie is shot, mm -hmm. um, 
I'm telling you, man, first time directors, dude, sometimes they, they, they're just like, like gold, man. Yeah. Like the way yeah. this movie is shot is, is, is very reminiscent of, of, uh, um, like the noir movies. Yes, and dude. Stuff. And it's yeah. very atmospheric, man. Very. And the thing about it is that every single scene in this movie is shot in a way to, in, to induce claustrophobia and yeah. you don't see anything past the characters. Mm-hmm. The characters are always in the forefront. You don't see anything. There's only one scene where you see like a wide open space, right? Yeah. And even then, it's claustrophobic. It's claustrophobic. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a wide open scene, but like, oh god, it, it's so weird. It, you know which was, one I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. The the hotel where he sees the hotel. Yeah. 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 Like that's it's literally the only scene that feels like wide open because like this movie would make a tremendous play. Mm-hmm. Like I would love to see a live act play of this. Like it would be so cool to watch. Like it's very Twelve Angry Men in its own way. Like yeah, very much. Like man. it, it's it, it, if if the actors in this movie um, weren't good, it wouldn't work. Like every everybody in this movie had to be like on point. They, yeah, and it's because like it's so weird too because they are shells of a character. Like yep. there's nothing very big about them. They're very like, basic. They're very basic characters like all the way down to the core, but because you can call them archetypes. Yeah, they they're all archetypes, but there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. And it's so, a damned good reason. Like it's so. Very speaking fun. about actors, man. Speaking about actors, man. We got John Cusack, Ray Liotta, Amanda Peet, the great phenomenal John Hawks, oh, Alfred Molina, freaking Jake Busey, and uh, uh, one of my personal favorites, the gorgeous Rebecca De Mornay. <laughs> oh God, yeah, man. And don't forget <laughs> to mention not only is Jake Busey in this movie, Gary Busey's teeth are in this movie too. They're in Jake Busey's mouth. They're in Jake Busey's mouth. <laughs> Like, goddamn, <laughs> picket fences in those dudes' mouths, man. But, like, I fucking adore Jake Busey. Like, he, he is, is so good. He's so effortlessly creepy. Yeah. And, like, if you watch him in interviews, he seems like such a nice guy. And it's like you are just doomed with Gary Busey's face. Like, so... there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Like, so it's it's funny, man, because like I've seen him in this movie. I've seen him in Starship Troopers, yeah. uh, in the Frighteners. Like in every movie, he plays I, I this love crazy him character so much. In the Frighteners, I love yeah. him in that movie. But but yeah, man, like he said, like he's got a crazy looking face. He's got a very yeah. very characteristic face. He's never going to be the romantic guy. lead in a movie. <laughs> like, no, man, like not at all. Like you. <laughs> You will never fucking see him in like a fucking what's his name? Gerard Butler role. Like And like if you look at him, if you look at him like in in, in a normal like in normal everyday life, like he's not a bad looking dude. He's not an ugly cat. He just <laughs> he's he, not. He, it's just the way he contorts his face. It's hideous. It's creepy. <laughs> like he makes a really, really, really creepy face. And like I sometimes think about because one of the most intimidating uh, scenes in the world to me uh, is, is Gary Busey and Lethal Weapon when they're uh-huh. torturing Mel Gibson. Yeah. And he's like, I got no idea what you're talking about. Like, no, I don't believe you. Like, just like the misery in his face, just like, nope, sorry, like wrong answer. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> I, like, that's the only way you're going to stop torturing. I, the torture is going to stop is if you tell me what I want to know. You're not telling me shit. Yeah. Like, 
there's a real like creep factor to him. And I sometimes think about Jake Busey delivering that scene and those lines. And it's a horror movie. Like that's, that's practically saw. (laughs) Exactly. It's really freaky. So it's, it's always awesome to see Jake Busey in anything, but like this movie is just God almighty. John C. McGinley's in it. Like, Oh yeah, man. Playing totally against type, man. I, I know. It, it, it was, I showed this movie to my wife. Like, she'd never seen it before. We watched it earlier this uh-huh. week. And she was like, oh, shit, it's that guy. Because she, she knows him um, from Wild Hogs, like, oh, which so- I just saw. No, Wild Hogs. Oh. And I, I'd just seen that movie, too. I've never seen it before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pointless. not good. <laughs> no, po- pointless, but harmless. Yeah. Like, it's one of those those movies where I'm like, I see why you would make this movie, but, like, there's no point in it. Um, but like he's in that movie and like everything she's ever seen him and he's always kind of like fucking John C. McGinley, you know, like really mm-hmm. goofy. And in this movie, he plays such a demure and like anxiety driven, like frightened man. Like unassuming, like just, just yeah. nothing like this, he, like this cat, like this cat would, would let everybody walk over him. He, it, it, it's like watching him play um Rick Moranis in fucking Ghostbusters. Like he's okay. so like like against character, like just really like, oh, okay. Like yeah. he always seems like he's on the verge of crying, but like you yeah. know, like he's, he's he's holding everything in. You know? And, and like, you know, you gotta like because even now the dude's still cut like an action figure. Like he's <laughs> he's a fucking chiseled Adonis of a man. Like yeah. he's I think he's like almost sixty, and he's still rocking that six pack. Yeah, he's but, he's almost sixty, definitely almost sixty years old. Like he's built like a tank, dude. He's a fucking like. That's one of those like he's he's one of those dudes that you can tell hasn't had a donut in like forty years. <laughs> yeah, like which is fucking either that or he eats like three steaks per meal. Yeah, something ridiculous like that. Like yeah. he, whatever diet he's on, it's working for him. Like he he's he is he looks the same, like yeah. he hasn't he hasn't really aged, like he looks like he's aged maybe ten years since like nineteen ninety three, <laughs> like he yeah. has like it's weird, like so, it really is a trip to see. So speaking of the pedigree of this movie, man, like like honestly, the 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 thing that makes a, that makes this movie work so much is the writing. Yeah, and the this movie was actually written by Michael Cooney. Yeah. Okay. Do you recognize that name? It sounds so familiar, and I know I've seen his movies. I just can't fucking yeah. like. He actually has three credits to his name. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he wrote for a movie called Six Souls with Julianne Moore. Uh huh. And the uh, his very first movie was a movie called Jack Frost. Ah, that's why I know him. He was Alan Smithy. Yeah. About about a serial killer who gets transformed into a freaking snowman. And let me just stop you right there. And goes around <laughs> killing Shannon Elizabeth. <laughs> let me let me just I gotta stop you for a moment. Like I I, I know I know I know it sounds really goofy, guys. Mm-hmm. I know. Cause it is, but I need everybody to go watch that. Like, (laughs) 
go watch Jack Frost. It's yeah. it's it's one of those movies that like you show that to people to scare them, and not because it's a scary movie, but it's because it's one of those movies. It's like why would you watch that one? And two, why would you show that to me? It's so bad. <laughs> okay, like, so so uh, you know how uh, back in the late seventies, early eighties, they they had all these movies ripping off uh, uh, Halloween, like yeah, Friday the Thirteenth, yeah. uh, Black Christmas, like all like all these all these slasher movies that were that were uh, 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 based around holidays. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jack Frost is the kind of movie that the characters in those movies would be watching. Right. <laughs> like if, if the characters in a bad horror movie were watching a bad horror movie, yeah. the bad horror movie that they'd be watching is Jack Frost. Like, it's so much fun though. It's so it, much fun. It, it really is. That's why I was like, you just, yeah. you just have to watch it just so that you can say you've seen it. Like, yeah, it's so, so bad. And also, man, uh, like I said, this movie is directed by James Mangold, who nowadays is known for like like Oscar Oscar worthy films like Walk the Line and Ford versus Ferrari. And of yeah. course, Logan, you know, mm-hmm. uh, widely considered the greatest comic book movie ever made, second only to The Dark Knight. Yeah. You know? I mean, and, Logan was actually nominated for Best Picture and, and Best even- Screenplay. Even then, like I even said that, like when I saw Logan, I was like, "Holy shit!" They made their Dark Knight. Like, yeah, it's yeah. it. I can understand why somebody would. Me personally, I prefer the Dark Knight, but yeah. uh, I can. If somebody were to ever say, like, "Nah, man, Logan," mm-hmm. like that's fucking Star Trek and Star Wars. Everybody's gonna have their sight on that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. I, I get it. I get why some people would say that Logan's the better movie. Like, it's certainly as good. So, so he had, uh, he had written it or he had actually started his career, uh, like, like right off the bat with, with, uh, Copland. I don't know if you remember that movie. I Sylvester Stallone. Adore, was fat Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. So Sylvester I like Stallone, that movie. This movie got a lot of play because Sylvester Stallone actually gained 75 pounds yeah. to play a fat sheriff. Yeah. And, you know, uh, and then after that, he went on to direct Girl Interrupted, where Angelina Jolie won her Oscar, her, her, yeah. her supporting actress Oscar. Right. And then he, he went on to direct Caden uh, uh, Leopold, which was right. like this, this, uh, it should have been a uh, like just run of the mill uh, a romantic comedy right but then he got like James Mangold directing and, and Hugh Jackman uh, um, you know uh, starring they turned and, it in a back to the future for the romantic comedy and and it's actually really good and uh, I remember my wife showed it to me because she's a big time fan of, of uh, romantic comedies right on and we're watching it and I'm like oh my god like this is actually really good like it's not it's not stupid <laughs> there's i'm i'm learning that there's some really really good romantic comedies out there yeah because I, I i don't watch them like i've never i haven't been interested in like in those in like forever but i'm i'm like my wife likes them a lot too yeah so like i've been watching a few with her and it's like damn dude like these are pretty fucking funny like some of these are really funny there's some but, really uh, really good like like he's just not that into you that one is a freaking classic yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, uh some so, good yeah, shit man. out there. So the guys that that so James Mangold is no fucking slouch. Like no, no, he's a really good no. director, and it's uh-huh. it's such an interesting turn for him to move away from these types of movies and to do this really, really dark Hitchcockian film. Yeah, like it's very fucking 
Like it's, just, it's for lack of a better word, it's like it's a Hitchcock movie. It's it feels very much like a Hitchcock movie. So the thing that got me roped into this movie was was uh, actually, believe it or not, uh, going back to what we were talking about last week was a trailer. Mm-hmm. The trailer really, really caught my attention because it basically said all these strangers are mm-hmm. trapped in a hotel mm-hmm. in the middle of a torrential downpour. Yeah. And it just so happens that they all have the same birthday. Yes, I remember that trailer. And then one, like, uh, one by one, they each get knocked off. Mm-hmm. And one of them is a killer. No doubt about it. One of them yeah. is a killer. So, like, that trailer kind of really caught me. And then I saw, and then I began, uh, the first time I saw the movie, I actually thought that I had put in the wrong movie. Yeah, because it, it feels, and like, I was telling Patty, I was like, don't let this part lose you. Mm-hmm. It's the be- and it's the very beginning of the movie where like they show something and then like they flash back to how this person got there and yeah. then they flash back from there and then they flash back from there mm-hmm. and it's like stop it because they flash <laughs> back like five times in the first five minutes before it like all comes yeah. back to its spot but that scene is only like three minutes long but it, it, it does kind of like bro what are you doing you're gonna lose me yeah, but I, I implore you guys, don't stop. But like, see, that's the thing, much. man. It's got all this, all, all like it's it's throwing a lot at you. At, yeah, in like the first it, three minutes, it's throwing it a, a lot, lot at points. you, man. But the but the way it's done, uh, it, it's it's done very well. Yeah, and, and again, it's the actors involved too. Like mm-hmm. you're interested in what's happening with John C. McGinley. You're interested in what happens, what's happening with Amanda Peet. You're hella interested in what's happening with fucking Rebecca De Mornay and John Cusack. Like, yeah, it's interesting, and and it's it it just kind of like I hate movies that do that. Like, do not flashback from your flashback. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that's one thing that like. You have, like, if there's any aspiring filmmakers out there, don't try this. You're not ready. Like, and it's not me insulting you. It's not me challenging you. Like, going from a flashback to a flashback into a flashback is is just, it's not a good idea. It's really hard to do. It's really hard to do right because it can get, it can get confusing. And very convoluted. So, like, the movie starts off with flashbacks and flashbacks and flashbacks. And Mm -hmm. it does kind of like, ah, son of a bitch. Yeah. and I don't like I don't like that part, but um, when you get right back into it, like holy shit, is it so fucking good? And like, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, man, like like uh, it starts off with this with this. Uh, uh, I guess it's like a what a poem, yeah. which uh, it's it's a it's a, a based on, it's a, a line from a poem called Antigonish mm-hmm. by William Hughes Mearns. Yeah. Uh, as I was going up the stairs, I met a man who wasn't there. He wasn't there again today. I wish, I wish he'd go away. Which is so like, fucking creepy. It's so creepy. Like it's it's a ghost story. Like it's it's like a yeah. one sen- It's like a two sentence ghost story. Right. Yeah. One of those and, ghost stories, man. And it really sets the tone. Yes, for it does. The movie. And it, it's you know? it's it's one of those. It's one of those things where like you have no idea how much of the plot they've given you in that poem. Exactly. They exactly. they give you so much of the plot because like the movie starts off with John C. McGinley driving his car mm-hmm. and he gets a flat tire and they fla- again they flash from there because he ran over a high heel 
mm-hmm. and they show you, they flash back to Amanda Pete in her car, and her briefcase opens up, and one of her shoes flies out of it. She's like, she was trying up. to, she's trying to find a lighter to light a lighter a to light a cigarette. And then it like this is where the where the flashback and the flashback it flashbacks to show that she's the one that had the shoe and then it flashbacks to where uh, she uh, remembers where she put she her lighter, lighter right. which was in the suitcase which was where when she did that she opened up the suitcase all her clothes fell out and that's where the shoe landed on the street mm-hmm. so the flashback and, within a flashback <laughs> and, and then like they cut out of that flashback and show John C McGinley. Uh, changing the tire and his wife gets out of the car and comes around and is like waving at her son in the car and it's the rain's coming down and she's holding an umbrella and you see her just become enveloped in the headlight and just yeah. boom like just like, you, you're, like you're waiting over. for it you know exactly what's going to happen man. yeah you can feel you it know you exactly can feel it. what's going to happen the way the the way that scene is framed and yeah. the way like it just holds on her and like you know that she's going to get hit by a damn car mm-hmm. but it still jars you when the when she does get hit by a car because okay? it's brutal it's a nasty shot yeah and like so then you like you she gets hit John C. McGinley starts screaming, and then once again, they cut into another flashback. Again, like, son of a bitch, stop it. (laughs) And, like, it's so weird because it's flashbacks to, like, 10 minutes ago. Yeah. And, like, so now you're seeing John Cusack in a car with Rebecca DeMornay in the backseat, and you learn through a series of... um, like I, conversation. I, just exposition, like conversation mm-hmm. that John Cusack is a limo driver. Rebecca De Mornay is an actress and she's pissed off because she's like, she's demanding like a bigger trailer or something stupid. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, she's on her cell phone, like screaming. Totally self-absorbed. Yeah, very self-absorbed. And she starts yelling at John Cusack to find her battery like it's in the bag. And, like, John Cusack takes his eyes off the road for a second. And you just see, like, boom, like some lady roll up his windshield. And then you can hear John C. McGinley screaming from outside the car. So it's like, okay, he's the one who hit her. And so, like, from there, we're kind of caught up now. Like, Mm -hmm. no more flashbacks. Like, not really anyway. Like, the, the, the next series of flashbacks happen the way you use a flashback yeah like this part's a little confusing so they end up making their way to like the only hotel that they can find on this desolate highway mm-hmm. like just this desolate empty fucking it's highway very psycho yeah. psycho and and that's where you meet john hawks who's just this lonely dude running his own little small hotel on the middle of an empty highway. Mm-hmm. And like, he's watching wheel of fortune. So it kind of does take the creep edge off of it. You know what I yeah. mean? He's just there shouting at his TV, bye vowel. <laughs> and like, which like, if you've ever watched wheel of fortune, you understand why somebody would do that. Just like, you fucking idiot. Bye <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's so good. And, um, like, this is where the story really starts to kick into high gear. Mm-hmm. Um, you start realizing that, like, everybody kind of looks at each other weird. Like, kind of, like, a little, like, nervous of each other. And nothing really horrific has happened except for the girl getting hit by the car, which, like, nothing really horrific, right? Yeah. But, like, <laughs> like so far, okay. like, 
so far what's brought them all together is this woman was hit by a car. Yeah. And like the guy who hit her and the family are all in this hotel now. And they're trying to find an ambulance, but the rain is pouring so fucking hard that everything is flooded. Mm-hmm. Like, so you end up, he, like John Cusack gets back on the road to try to find a hospital. He finds Amanda Pete at the end of the highway where it's flooded. And he gives her a ride and he goes back the other way to find the same thing has happened. So they're flooded on two sides and there's no way out. Yeah. And there's, all there is is this hotel caught in the middle so they have no fucking choice but to go back and this is where they come across um, I want to say the guy's name is William Lee and Clea Duval. yes and uh, it gets them into the hotel too they give them a ride to the hotel there's no way for them to get out so everybody kind of starts getting hotel rooms in the hotel and then um, a few minutes later Ray Liotta shows up and he's telling them that he's a cop and he has a con in the back of his car. And he's trying to take, he's trying to transfer him. It's a prison transfer. And he's trying to get him up to some county. But there's no way out through this side. And there seems to be no way out through the other side. So now we have all of our characters. Like, and it's like, it's like, uh, how do you, how did they get there if, if both sides of the road are, are out? Flooded. Right. Exactly. Right? Like, and, 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 and it's that subconscious unknown that, like, immediately, as soon as they show up to the hotel, you're like, yeah, this isn't right. There's, there's something right. wrong about this situation. Like, it you feels know? really weird. It doesn't feel right. Like, this feels like, like a setup or something. Right. So. Yeah, that- it's 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 so it's such a smart way of doing it because this all happens in about I want to say ten minutes because it doesn't at feel most, like 15. yeah like at most it's like ten I'd say I'd say anywhere between ten and twelve minutes yeah but that's like all your characters are introduced and it's ten people like, and they're not they're not deep people. characters they're not deep no. characters but they don't need to be no absolutely not because. Uh, at uh, the way that this movie is put together, the way the scenes are 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 done, um, you know as much about these characters as the, as the other characters know, yeah. right? Like you only know like the only thing you know about John Cusack at the beginning is the fact that he's a limo driver. That's all you know, right? And you learn it, more about him as 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 the story goes. It's the whole thing is very much shot as if you're a character there yourself. Exactly. And and yeah. you only know everything that they know about you. Yeah. Like they don't know shit about you. You don't know shit about them. These are all like, main characters. These are all like there's the fo- the film doesn't focus on any one of the characters. No, not at all. Like no one no one's a main character. Like mm. the whole ensemble is the main character and that's really fucking hard to do. Yep. Like that's a very difficult thing to do. Like they obviously fucking led the movie with John Cusack. Like John yeah. Cusack was your star of the film. However, in the movie, like I don't even think he gets as much runtime like I don't he doesn't get more runtime than anybody else. Nope. Like, every, Everybody gets a really good amount of screen time. Yeah. And you, you, they proceed to give everybody a story, like mm-hmm. everyone a story. And it, it becomes so interesting because this is the point where, like, really, really, really bad shit starts to happen. 
So at about at about this point, like once you're introduced to to to, to everybody, um, we uh, we see that the of course the actress is is uh, played by Rebecca De Mornay. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is very upset. At the fact that she's got to stay there at the hotel, right? Yeah, yeah. And like right away, man, she's obviously the most annoying character in this movie. Yeah. And they take her out like right away. Yeah. And right away, she's taken out. And here's here's the thing, man. John Cusack is the one that finds her head in a freaking dryer, yeah, tumbling around in a dryer, head. right? Her severed head in a freaking dryer. And his reaction is like, I don't know if I would react that way, man. <laughs> I don't either. Like his his reaction is very, very um, I don't want to say phoned in, like, but it's very restrained. Like he is yeah. su- he is way too calm. This is not the, the first time of- he has seen a dead body. Right. He is way too calm for the amount of insane shit that is going to proceed in this film. Mm-hmm. Like and, <laughs> yeah. he, and, and he reacts to everything with like, huh? You know, like, <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, but there's a reason for that. It's not because he's not acting, or it's not because he's been given bad direction. It's because you find out through the osmosis of the story that um, he used to be a cop, right. and he's used to all this. Like he's he's done all this before. Mm-hmm. He's seen and been through like this situation so he knows what to do Mm. ray liotta is is another character that was that is uh that is a cop as well or he please play a cop right and they both kind of form this like like partnership uh in the events of the story to where they're both like quote-unquote trying to figure out what's going on Bro, am and I then, the only one who wants to see a buddy cop movie with John Cusack and Ray Liotta? <laughs> like, can we fucking crowdfund this, please? <laughs> Call it Q Liotta. <laughs> yeah, dude. And like the bat, the villain of the movie has to be Tim Allen. Oh, like, God. I, it's just got to happen. I don't care what happens in between. Like, <laughs> remake Starsky and Hutch with Ray Liotta and fucking... Yeah, it's all, <laughs> like, it's all half the movies. It's all half right. the movies in Hollywood are made. Right. Yeah, just give me the beginning and the and, and end. Except for J.J. Uh, uh, Abrams movies. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I was like, that's a real John Peters thing, isn't it? Like, go. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man. The, uh, the way... And then people start dying. Mm. Like, just the most brutal deaths, dude. Yeah. Right. And, like and every, every time they find a dead body, they find a key with a number on it. Mm-hmm. And like it's it's like the first one when they find Rebecca De Mornay's body, they find a key next to her, and it says ten. Ten. Like just has the number ten on it. And they're like, no, she was in room six. Like that's weird. Ten was guy, uh, was uh, Ray Liotta's number. Uh, right. And so like. They had this whole thing where, like, the guy who's running the hotel is like, those are not the keys to any of these doors. Like, I don't know what that key's for. Mm-hmm. And, like, as all these things are happening, another story starts in this film. Yeah. And so it, it feels like a B story, but it's probably really the A story of the film. Yeah, it is. It is the A story. And you don't know it's the A story until a little further on in the movie. Yeah. But we're uh, uh, the movie actually starts out with these characters, but uh, th- this is this is kind of like the uh, the um, 
like in between in between the main parts of the film like this mm-hmm. is like like the the i guess you can say the uh like the extra part or whatever i don't right, know what it's right. called it, it really uh, but, does it feels like the b plot at first yeah and you're you're introduced to a character named Malcolm Rivers played by Pruitt Taylor Vince right yeah such a good actor such a phenomenal actor man and uh he is a convicted serial killer mm-hmm. and this is on the eve of his execution Mm-hmm. His lawyers actually uh, successfully um, uh, got a hear got him a hearing to declare him insane, mm-hmm. so that they can put him into a uh, into a psychiatric hospital right. and stay off his execution. Mm-hmm. Now his doctor is brilliantly played by Alfred Molina. Oh, so good! See, I love every time I see a movie, it's got Alfred Molina in it. It's like, oh, you yeah. lucky bastards! Like dude, you're him so and lucky off, to get. Dude. Oh him God! You, we didn't deserve that. <laughs> no, like, we didn't. Uh, understand me. I don't care what comic book movie you like. You didn't deserve Alfred Molina <laughs> as Doctor Octopus. None no. of us did. Like no. he is too fucking good of an actor for for <laughs> any comic book movie. I'm sorry. Pick a comic book movie. He did. He deserves better than this. Like it's it's always so good seeing Alfred Molina in a yeah. film. So it's very exciting to see him like in this film. To be fair, uh, Spider-Man Two was good because of Alfred Molina. <laughs> it's it's probably the, the main reason. Yeah, it's good, dude. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it had a good story, and yeah, it had you know whatever. But let's face it, Alfred Molina was the only one that was trying in that movie. It's the it, <laughs> acting. That's, that's the thing is, I don't think he was. I think he's just that good. Like <laughs> I don't think I, I think effortless like his effortless fucking work is just so good like because when he tries he's incredible like and and like i i don't know man like it's so it's so good to see him in anything like i always get hyped when i hear alfred molina's in a movie i'm like i'm in like i'll watch it i don't give a fuck what what his role is like i'm in i'm gonna check this out Life. So the main story is intercut with it with uh, with these characters uh, uh, like the, he's he's uh, uh, Malcolm Rivers, the serial killer. He's tied down to a chair and they're asking him questions. And and he keeps saying he keeps repeating that uh, that poem yeah. that uh, I was walking downstairs. I met a man who wasn't there like he keeps saying that. Right. Mm. And, and, and it's it's intercut throughout the movie. And, and uh, there's really it doesn't really start going anywhere mm. until uh, one of the scenes. It, it shows a. Uh, um, John Cusack was uh, uh, what's he doing? He's like he's like he's like looking for he's looking for something. Can't really remember what he, he's, he's just being a detective and shit. Yeah, because the thing is, is like as the movie builds, comes this suspense of someone is in the hotel and yeah. they're killing everybody one by one. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's one of the people that's there. Yes. Like, because they they tell you right away with uh, Clea Duvall and William Lee, like when they're they're in their apartment or they're in the hotel room, and they're fighting, and like she locks herself in the bathroom, and they're arguing. Like they give you little stories for everybody, like yeah. so that they, they, just so you know enough about them. Like Lea, like so, basically, Clea Duvall and William Lee are a couple that literally just got married that day. And they got married because Clea Duvall told him that she was pregnant. Mm. And then she confesses that she was lying about the pregnancy because one of her friends saw her at the movies with a girl, which is such a fucking seems so saw him at the movies with a girl. Yeah. Saw him at the movies with a girl. 
which is incredibly stupid. And it seems like such a <laughs> fucking dumb thing. And he was but, right. Like, He's like, what are we in junior high? <laughs> yeah. Like he even like points that out. Like what fucking grade are we in? Yeah. And like, I, I fucking love that. But, um, it, it, it was really like, what the fuck is that about? And then you hear the door open from the other side of the bathroom and Cleo Duvall's crying and fucking you hear William Lee go, what are you doing here? And like, you just hear struggling and like she opens the door and she sees the shadow of somebody hold up a knife and like she pulls the door closed and someone's fighting her to pull it open and uh, she jumps out the window and she's met by Amanda Pete and Ray Liotta who heard her screaming. So you immediately come to the conclusion that it's one of them. Yeah. Like right away you come to that conclusion and it becomes this really good whodunit. And all this is happening while Ray Liotta and John Cusack are trying to figure out who fucking killed Rebecca De Mornay. Yeah. And it's like, okay, someone's in the hotel and they're fucking murdering people. <laughs> so like... Meanwhile, Jake Busey is is tied up in the uh, he's Ray Liotta's uh, prisoner. Yeah, and he's tied up. He's tied up in the office with John Hawks, <laughs> which is so fucking funny. And like, yeah. like John Hawk John Hawks gets this fucking no. They they tie him to a a toilet. They chain him to a toilet, mm-hmm. and then like when they go to check on him, he's gone. And yeah. like they cut to him, and you see him fleeing. The field, like, like how to get loose? Who let him loose? Yeah. Right, and he's running away from the fucking hotel, and he runs across this empty field, and like he sees lights in the distance. It's all free. As, yeah, and as he approaches the lights, it's the hotel again. So it's kind of like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like it gets a little like, what is that about, dude? Like, he's stuck in limbo. Yeah, like, he's stuck in some weird limbo. And, like, later on, Clea Duvall mentions the fact that uh, they poltergeist the land. Um, <laughs> like, the son of a bitch has moved the headstones, yeah. but they left the bodies, didn't you? But, uh, <laughs> like, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, so it's a fucking ancient Indian burial ground sort of thing. It's and, haunted. Like, it's it a ghost story, right? So you're you're kind of like, okay, what the fuck is happening? Because like, <laughs> first they make it like it's a whodunit, and then, no, it's a ghost story. And you're kind of – it's confusing, but it's engaging because yeah. everything that's happening is really creepy. Like it's a fucking unsettling mess. Mm-hmm. And um, when he realizes that he's at the hotel and he's like, what the fuck? Like uh, – excuse me. Uh, Ray Liotta just like decks him, like sees him and he decks him. And like the next scene is them dragging him into a diner. There's a diner like uh, like next to the hotel and they mm-hmm. tie him up to a pillar uh, in the diner by himself and they leave poor John Hawks in there with him. Yeah. And like John Hawks keeps kind of hovering around a freezer there, like in the diner. And Jake Busey starts kind of like picking at him like, what do you got in there? Like what's in there? With that face there. that he makes. Yeah. That face that that face where he's like looking down and then looking that up and, and his, his eyes are up on his head and he's got this smile on his face, dude. Yeah, dude. He looks so fucking scary, dude. I love it. He's very but, Jim Lee Joker. <laughs> very. That and now that you say that, like fucking Jake Busey would have made an interesting Joker. Like if they ever at any point in time, like they could have used him. Like he yeah. would have been pretty fucking good in that. Too role. old now. You no, know. nah, he's fucking no. Nah, it's too late now. Like, but yeah, right. Jared Leto's older than he is. <laughs> is he? 
I think so, man. <laughs> well, because, dude, I know and I, I always like to tell people, like, I really want you guys to understand this. Fucking, and I'm dead serious about this. Ted Cruz is, I believe, nine months older than Jared Leto. He's less than a year older than him. For real? Ted Cruz is less than a year older than Jared Leto. Look that up. I'm oh, that's disgusting, crazy. dude. Yeah, like Jared Leto was born in 1971. Yeah, so is Cruz. Oh, that's disgusting. I'm, I'm dead serious. Look it up. Like, like, or he was born in 70. I'm not sure. Like, but like, they're for. I'm dead serious. He's like, he's less than a year. Like Jared Leto's less than a year younger. Auto <laughs> Jake UC and Jerry Leto are the same age. Are they? Yeah. Wow. 1971. Wasted efforts, man. There could have there still could have been time. You should have nah, dude. They should have fucking made Jake Busey the Joker. He he'd be intimidating as fuck. Maybe a Johnny Frost. That'd be kind of oh, cool. 19, 1970, Ted Cruz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he was born, dude. I think he was just genetically created in a lab somewhere. Hatched. Yeah, he's <laughs> freaking freaking hatch from the aborted egg of a freaking i don't know whatever but anyway yeah enough of that the lizard there you go that's it the lizard you know even even the lizard was like ew slimy <laughs> it's fucked up so, so yeah so he, nah, he uh, Jake Busey makes it back to to the to, to the thing right and he's he's kind of freaking out man right yeah so so like, that's a weird <laughs> that's a weird fucking moment to happen yeah and like you see fucking like John Hawks kind of hovering around him with a baseball bat mm-hmm. and like John Hawks just telling him like shut up shut up you know like Meanwhile, John John Hawks kind of looks like he's got something else on his mind. Like he's he's kind of like, you know, his mind is somewhere else right now. Like he's trying to do something. And and it it becomes this sort of like thing. So like like you end up they end up finding John Hawks in the actress's room and um, they're like, what the fuck are you doing in here? And he's like, nothing, nothing. Like just trying to like wave it off and shit. And they go back into the diner. They're like, why aren't you watching him? And they go to check on him, and Jake Busey has a baseball bat rammed halfway down his throat. Like, he yeah. is fucking dead. <laughs> like, so, funny dead. story, man. Funny story. They actually built a life-size dummy for that scene. And <laughs> I, they, read about, you know, I read about this. They showed, the, they, and they, they actually put the, the, the baseball bat down the dummy's throat. And uh, one of the producers of the movie... He actually kept it. Yeah. And instead of taking it home like a normal person, he put it in a closet in his office. <laughs> then one day, this poor cleaning lady opens up the closet door, sees the freaking bloody dummy with the with a baseball bat shoved down his throat, and the poor woman lost it. <laughs> like, bro, but can you like understand, guys? This prop is incredible. Yeah, <laughs> like, it looks it's really. In a, it's an amazing looking dummy. Like, yeah. it really looks like Jake Busey with a bat rammed down his throat. <laughs> like, it's it's fucking really impressive. So, like, it's it's such a fucking freaky sight too. Like, so of course they think that he did it. Mm-hmm. And they start fucking like yelling at him, and they're asking him about the because they find another they find a key by Jake Busey. <laughs> And they're like, what the fuck? Like, why do you have these keys and all this shit? And he's holding a box. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, these aren't even the keys. Like, look. And he opens the box and he, like, dumps them out. And he's like, these are the keys. And a 
falls out and it's the actress's wallet mm-hmm. so like you really ought to picks it up and he's like you got you have a lot of gucci wallets man and fucking amanda pete walks in like hey guys what's going on and like <laughs> john hawks just grabs her and pulls out a switchblade and he's like i didn't fucking do this and i'm like oh yeah you look real innocent right now yeah. and um he like i think fucking amanda pete like just breaks free and like elbows him in the gut and like tosses him against the freezer door and the freezer door opens up and this corpse falls out like this frozen dead body that nobody knows who this is and you know nobody had mentioned any any other person nobody had said anything like this just comes out of nowhere yeah there's just a frozen corpse in the freezer <laughs> so like fucking you know Ray Liotta and John Cusack beat the shit out of poor John Hawks and they like handcuff him and like mm. like Ray Liotta's like well obviously it was him like clear as day this was him and like john hawks proceeds to tell them like no dude like i was in vegas i lost all my money and i needed a place to crash for the night so i came here to this hotel and i walked in and there was that guy laying face down in his like banquet dinner like he was just dead and like somebody showed up and i took the money and gave them a hotel room like I didn't have any money. I lost everything and these people just gave me 30 bucks. There was yeah. no nobody here, so I stayed here and I waited for somebody to come for him, to come look for him, and no one ever did. So I put him in the freezer in case somebody ever did come for him, and I just stayed here. And I've been taking money from people who come to the hotel ever since. And like and it's funny because at the, because at the beginning of the of the story, like he he says cash only. Yeah. And like he even tells like when when Amanda Pete walks in, he's like, is she a hooker? Like super fucking angry about it. And he has yeah. this this like anger towards her. And that's because originally, if you notice, there is no flashback for him. Yeah. But originally his story was supposed to be that he blew all his money on hookers and gambling. Yeah. And like he won a bunch of money and a hooker robbed him. And uh, that's why he's fucking super like, fuck that whore, like about Amanda P, because she's supposed to be a hooker in the film. Mm-hmm. So like, because without that flashback, there's just sort of this weird tension. He just comes them. across as an asshole. Yeah, like there's a very weird tension between them. Yeah. And like, John Cusack and Amanda Peter, like, I don't know, man. The story seems so crazy. It, it feels true. And Ray Liotta's like... He had, he's the only one (laughs) with keys to the room. He has access to everybody's room. Like he had the actress's wallet and another corpse in the freezer. Are you fucking nuts? It's him. Like, do you have to be a detective to catch this? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? I don't know. I think we should let him go. Yeah. And it was one of those things where I'm like, ah, I don't know, man. I'm with Leona. Like, like I'm, I'm kind of with the good fella here, bro. Like... So anyway, so uh, on that note, man, what we're going to do is we're going to take a real quick break here on the uh, Movie Know It All podcast on RGB Titan Radio. Uh, we are the 956. We will be right back. Are you looking for great local music? Then tune in to RGBTitanRadio.com. We play everything local, like hip-hop, rock, and country. Back to my back now, driving down I-35. 
you want your music played on our radio station, then send your music to playmymusic at rgbtitanradio.com. Once more, that's playmymusic at rgbtitanradio.com. Be sure to send MP3 files that include the names of the track, album, and band or artist along with cover art. rgbtitanradio.com. We are the 956. From the depths of the primordial ooze of pop culture, two figures emerge to bring their gift of knowledge and films to the masses. Their only qualifications? They watched a hell of a lot of movies when they were kids. They're not just experts. They're not just fans. They are movie know-it-alls. Join Bob and Will every Wednesday at 5 p.m. as they host the Movie Know-It-All podcast. Only on RG Titan Radio. We are the 956. to see if you wanted to go to the show over at Yerb. Let me know, dude. Call me back. Bro, this club is popping off right now, man. I'll send you the location, dude. Get out here. Look, man, I get it. You're social distancing. But come on, man. Let's go to the mall. Let's go have some lunch. Don't be that guy. COVID-19 is serious. Always wash your hands, always wear a mask, and only go out for the essentials. This message is brought to you by RGVTitanRadio.com. We are the 956. Birthday next week. It's my birthday next week. The tenth. Me too. Me too. Yeah. George York, nineteen. Alice York, nineteen. Caroline Suzanne, nineteen. Ginny. Yeah, man. Actually, the odds of, of all 10 characters having the same birthday mm. are approximately 1 in 115 sextillion. Oh, shit. That's 115 with 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18. 21 zeros. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's so, fucking yeah. absurd, man. Like, that's <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah, so so yeah, man, that scene just it 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 kind of everything starts to unravel in that yeah. in that world after that scene. Like when you realize that not only does everybody have uh the same birthday, mm-hmm. but they also have names based on locations. Yeah. Like Ed Dakota, Samuel mm-hmm. Rhodes, Paris, Nevada, George and Alice York. You know, Louisiana. Louisiana, yeah, man. <laughs> and like 
So this is the point in the story where um, they kind of fucking full on Hitchcock you. Yeah. Like you're waiting for like what's happening, dude? Like and fucking James Mangold is like, you ready for it? Here it is. <laughs> Because it's the fucking twist, and I'm going to hit you with it right in the middle of the movie. It's such a great, like, oh, my God. When I when I first watched this movie, man, like, I wasn't the film connoisseur that I am today, right? Like, I, I would watch movies, like, m- like, movies interested in me and everything, but I wasn't really, like, you know, into it as much as I was. I mean, at the time, I was making movies and stuff, but it was more of a superficial kind of making movies. Mm-hmm. And um, so this whole thing about the subplot being about this mental patient mm-hmm. who are, whose uh, doctors are trying to get him off of death row right. was like, oh, well, then this guy is the one killing everybody at the at the hotel. Right. Right. That was my assumption. But why aren't they showing him at the hotel mm-hmm. since they've already introduced him? Right. So uh, like and then all of a sudden. John Cusack shows up in the chair. Right. Like he shows up in the chair and they're they're asking him questions and stuff. And they're referring to him as the mental patient character, mm-hmm. the Malcolm Rivers. Mm-hmm. Well, no. They 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 ask him, they're like, Ed, is that you? And he's like oh, looking yeah. around, like, what the fuck? And then the judge goes, can he can he hear us? Is it like, the fuck are you talking about? Of course I can fucking hear you. That's true. Yeah. Like yeah. real like offended that, that he would even say that. Like what the fuck? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm yeah. sitting right here, asshole. <laughs> and like, so Alfred Molina starts talking to him, and he is like, well, "Do you remember what happened the last time we spoke?" And he's like, "I remember a hotel." And he starts telling him like, "What's been what's been going on?" Yeah, people are dying. And uh, they show him a picture of Malcolm Rivers and they tell him, like, do you recognize this man? He's like, never seen him before in my life. And he's like, his name is Malcolm Rivers. Like, he murdered so, like, this many people. And he's like, why are you telling me all this shit? And um, he shows him his reflection and his in his reflection is Malcolm Rivers. So you come to learn at this point that basically what's happened is that the hotel is the inside of this guy's mind mm-hmm. and what basically he's been receiving treatment because he's fucking he has a a personality disorder multiple he has multiple personality disorder and basically what this associative or something this, like that yeah disassociative personality? yeah disassociative personality disorder so what happens is inside his mind there are 10 people that inhabit his brain and one of them is a killer and he doesn't know they don't know which one it is so mm-hmm. basically what's happened is they've given him treatment to make all these personalities come together in order for them to start killing each other off and then the whole point and Alfred Molina's telling him like the killer must die ed you have to find him and kill the killer. Mm-hmm. And the whole point is to stop him fucking, is they're basically been treating him for this and he's been making progress, but now they're gonna execute him. So they're yeah. trying to stave execution long enough for him to kill the killer in his mind. And then they can be able to fucking uh, put him in, in a hospital where they can treat him properly. So, yeah. and it's a matter of leaving 
the personality, leaving any one personality behind that isn't the killer. Like no matter what happens, it has to be the killer that dies. So at this point, you have the 10 people in his mind um, are the, the mom, the stepdad played by John C. McGinley, Mm-hmm. The the son Timmy, uh, John Cusack, Ray Liotta, Jake Busey, Amanda Pete, John Hawks, um, Clea Duvall, and William Lee. Yeah, like they're the ten people in his mind. So every time somebody dies and they find that key, it's a countdown for wiping out each each one of the personalities that's in his head, mm-hmm. and it becomes like okay. Now we still don't know who among all of them is the killer. And this is where, like, John Cusack is like, they're telling him all this stuff and it's rattling him. And he retreats back into his mind, back into the hotel. Mm-hmm. So, like, now it becomes, it's the whodunit. So which one among everybody is the killer? So, so far... It's not the actress, and it's not William Lee, and it's not um, uh, John C. McGinley or the mom. Uh, and all that's left because is John C. McGinley was killed by uh, by a John Hawks. John Hawks right. is trying to get away. Yeah, he took the truck and he got hit by a car. Yeah, he killed John C. McGinley. Yeah. So, like at this point in the story, all that we have left are Timmy, Clea Duvall, Cusack, Leota, Amanda Pete. John Hawks and like I think that's it mm-hmm. and um, now we're trying to figure out which among all these people is the killer by the and- way as as these people die not only do they leave uh, uh, room keys with with a, mm-hmm. basically like a countdown of numbers yeah but their bodies soon disappear afterwards yeah which is such a freaky fucking thing like <laughs> yeah. no blood no corpse yeah. just the key like all that's left behind is the key. So now we're in the middle of the story and you know what's happening. Yeah. Like you know what's happening and now it becomes a matter of John Cusack trying to find out who the killer is. Because apparently he's the alpha personality. Yeah. Ed is the alpha personality. Yeah. And um, you're trying to find out who's who. So like now we're we're getting to that point where like we need to figure something out, right? So fucking John Cusack tells Amanda Pete um, to take Clea Duvall and Timmy and to get in the truck and get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. So like Ray Liotta's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, fuck you, dude. They're suspects. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> and like, just he's being, so dedicated. he's so delightfully Ray Liotta in this movie, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Like, he is so fucking delightfully Ray Liotta. If anybody comes through that door, I'm shoving him. Yeah, dude, like, I, and I love it. Like it, yeah. it. like, it doesn't matter what he portrays. He's a mobster and everything. He's a mobster cop. You make yeah. him play a mechanic, he's a mobster mechanic. Like, he's just intimidating. Did you see him, did you see him in, uh, in that uh, new Adam Sandler movie, uh, Hubie Halloween? I haven't watched it yet. I hear it's pretty good, but I haven't watched it it's, yet. It's it's a it's a really really nice throwback to the '90s Adam Sandler movies. It's that kind of humor, the oh, '90s right Adam Sandler movies. And Ray Liotta plays just like this this bully, mm-hmm. and it, like it's it's Ray Liotta as a small town bully. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, I'm in. 
Yeah, it's oh, so Doyle? Good. Yeah. yeah, he's like an old Doyle, man. And he's, he's picking on poor poor uh, Adam Sandler. <laughs> but, like, I, I got to say that. Yeah. But I was like, you got my attention with that. I was like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man. So, like, now you have this whole thing where, like, now the audience is clued in on what's been happening and why shit is weird. Yeah. Like, it's because it's in the mind of a fucking sociopath. And I, think like, it's, I think it's the perfect time. It was the perfect time to, to, to make that reveal because, like, you kind of... The, the way it was going was you would be spending more of your energy trying to figure out what's going on and instead of the actual story that's happening, right? Yeah. And, like... So, it, it, it's it's one of those things where like like you hit you hit them with a twist in the middle, yeah. Like it, it's it's so Hitchcock, like it's such yeah. a Hitchcock thing to do to hit to hit the twist in the middle, yeah. So like you're here with that, and now fucking Ray Liotta's determined to like like figure out who the killer is. So you we've all come pretty much to the conclusion that it's Ray Liotta. Like at this point in the story, everybody is kind of feeling Ray Liotta in it, right? Because so, come on, it's Ray Liotta. It's Ray Liotta. Gonna be? <laughs> so like fucking, and and they they find something in the car, right? Yeah, because at this point, what happens is while Ray Liotta and John Cusack are fighting uh, over not letting Clea Duvall and Little Timmy go, mm. that they get up, they take off and get in the car, and Amanda Pete is like trying to stop both of them from fighting and the car just fucking explodes mm-hmm. like just blows up and when they go to like check on them they put the fire out with an extinguisher both the bodies are gone and there's a key left behind yeah so like okay like two more down so now we're we're left with John Hawks John Cusack uh Amanda Pete and Ray Liotta so, like I said, at this point, everybody's kind of come to the conclusion that it's Ray Liotta, and then the movie uh, hits you with another flashback. Uh, well, no, what ends up happening is that Amanda Pete goes into Ray Liotta's car and starts going through shit, and she opens the glove box, and she finds um, files on Jake Busey, but behind the file is another file for Ray Liotta, who is also yeah. a prisoner in prison transport. And you find what out- What do we get? We get another flashback. The flashback. <laughs> and we show fucking Ray Liotta like in the backseat with Jake Busey. And he managed to fucking hide a shiv in his shoe. And he Which takes the shit out. It's such a crazy scene, man. Yeah. And like, he fucking it's such just, a crazy scene. Just sticks it through the seat and kills the cop. Like murders the cop. And fucking just takes his, his clothes. And like dumps him in the back and shit. And fucking... Um, Jake Busey's like, where's my disguise? Like, you're wearing it, asshole. Get in the back. <laughs> and, like, just fucking, he's been pretending to be a cop. So you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's fucking totally. Oh, yeah. He's, 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 yeah. He's, he's the, uh, uh, he's a killer. He's the killer. Like, it's totally yeah. Ray Liotta. Totally. So, like, now, like, you have that whole, like, oh, shit, he's figured it out. And, like, Ray Liotta fucking figures out that Amanda Pete has figured it out. And he fucking kills poor John Hawks. And I was like, boo. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, dude. And like John Cusack, like just kind of like tells Amanda Pete, like, like no matter what happens, like you hide, like you stay away, like stay out of the way. 
and um, they proceed to just fucking him and John Cusack and Ray Liotta just proceed to like tombstone each other. They just shoot each other like crazy. Dude. They just fucking pot shot each other in the chest and gut. Yeah, and like. Cusack fucking just runs up to him after being shot like three times and puts like the gun to his gut and just like (laughs) like fires it into his gut like just murders the fuck out of Ray Liotta and if you watch really really carefully because they cut the audio but if you watch you can see like when John Cusack grabs him and like Mm -hmm. Ray Liotta's falling over you you can see John Cusack and him mouth to each other well, they actually delivered the lines, but like I said, they, they cut the audio. They cut the audio, yeah. Well, Ray Liotta says, I didn't do this. And Cusack says, I know. Yeah. Like. So but I have all these bullets and, and this gun, so, you know. <laughs> no, but like, but the fucking, the killer had to die. Yeah. Like, that was the point. And like, at, at, so what ends up happening is fucking, of course, John Cusack's filled with bullets. Mm-hmm. And he falls over and he dies. So, like, the only personality left is Amanda Pete. Like, she's, yeah, she's all that's left. And, like, she mentions that she's going to go to Florida and she, she's going to buy an orange grove and, like, grow oranges yeah. and live, like, a peaceful and meager Which life. so wholesome. It's know? such a wholesome, like, moment. You know, you, it's like, you know the universe isn't going to let that happen. And, like, they're, <laughs> so they, they cut back to fucking... Um, the like Alfred Molina and shit, and like, there's the killer, like just sitting there crying, like Amanda Pete delivering the same lines that Amanda Pete delivered earlier, yeah, and just like wow, like how fucking like incredibly sad, and um, they're like you see, like the killer's gone, like he's no longer a threat, like we have to fucking, like you have to let us treat him. Like he's no like like there. What's the line between the body and the mind when the the body's the killer but the mind isn't? Like, like it's he not, doesn't he doesn't remember doing yeah. anything that you're accusing him of. Yeah, like it's not fair that you're gonna end his life. Like these people, yeah. like the the personality that's left in his head, didn't do this. Mm-hmm. So like, the judge is like, fine, fuck it, he's crazy, and they stave execution. Mm-hmm. And and like they have him in the back of a truck and they're driving him to like the fucking cuckoo's nest. And and I just want to say I just want to say real quick, uh, Pruitt Taylor Vince's performance in this scene oh, is just fucking mesmerizing, dude. Like it's so good. He he has like this, this I, I, the, the way he's acting with with uh, with Amanda Pete's character in him, and then the it's switch. So good. Yeah, yeah, like you, I, I, I remember the first time I watched it, I cried legitimately. Yeah, like I was like, God, dude, that's so hard. Like, what if Otto, like, he doesn't know yeah. what's wrong with him. Like, he yeah. doesn't know that there's anything wrong with him, and it's it's fucking super sad. Yeah, and like, he's like just sitting in the wheelchair, like crying and shit, like that, like just like weeping. Mm-hmm. Like he just he just like watched John Cusack get killed in his head. Yeah, and like. Like he remember so, he remembers that whole thing. Yeah, so like they're taking him to the cuckoo's nest and shit, and like you see like Amanda Pete in her truck, like the flood's gone and she drives to Florida and she buys happily her happily ever truck. after. Yeah, like a real happily ever after like thing, and he's she's there like digging at a tree to like plant more orange bushel bushels and shit, and as she's digging, 
uh, um, she finds one of the keys, and yep, it has the number. One. It has the number one on it, like the end of the countdown and shit. And she's just like, "What the fuck?" And you start hearing like this fucking like just yeah behind her, and she turns around and like there's like a fucking like those the the ground hose in yeah. someone's hand just like popping in someone's hand like they're about to fucking stab her with it but the way he's doing it yeah dude like just the eagerness it's menacing and silly yeah because it turns out it's the little boy yeah and like surprise motherfucker whole, <laughs> yeah. whole nother twist like a twist after a twist? My God, that's a dance. So it turns <laughs> out that that wasn't the main twist. This that, is. This is. Like, <laughs> anyway, I told you that story in order to tell you this story. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> like the kid is the killer. The kid's the little sociopath. And you get one more little flashback of him killing everybody. Yep. Of that little kid murdering the fuck out of everyone in the hotel. Including his own mother. Including his was, own mother. Who was lying in the in the in the uh, uh in the bed and he suffocates her, dude. Like it's brutal. And like how he he led everybody to kill each other. Mm-hmm. And like it it's so like holy shit. Like like it's silly. I'm not gonna say it's not fucking silly because <laughs> it's silly. But fuck you if you're gonna sit there and tell me you saw it coming. No, you fucking liar. Didn't. No, you did it. Full of shit. You're just like those assholes who fucking like. I knew Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. Yeah. No, you, no, you didn't. Did it. <laughs> like the like, same thing with those motherfuckers who saw who watched Saw. I knew the dead body was gonna move. I knew it was the dead body in the middle of the room. No, you didn't. You're a liar. <laughs> You are a serpent-tongued liar. You <laughs> didn't see it coming. And, like, fuck you. Like, yes, it's silly, but fuck you. It could have been anyone. That was the <laughs> whole point, is that it could be anybody, and it yep. sure as fuck was. It mm-hmm. was the kid. And, like, no, dude, it's cool. I love it. Like, it's <laughs> fucking super silly, and, like... Malcolm's in the back seat, just moaning and crying, saying like, "No, look, don't do this, please, don't do this." Like that and performance, which Al- is so heartbreaking, dude. Like it was and so like, crazy. And Alfred Molina slides open the little cage between. Oh, them. dude, don't do that. <laughs> and like, and I was saying the same thing. I was like, "Stop it, stop it, no, stop, no, stop, stupid, stop." You're only two and days my, to retirement. <laughs> and my and my absolute favorite line in the movie, and I don't care. I don't care how cheesy it is. I don't care that it's the last line and it's dumb. Like, I don't care. I don't care. But, like, just him, like, Malcolm, are you all right? And, like, Malcolm just turns and looks at him and goes, whores, don't get a second chance. And just <laughs> grabs Alfred Molina and strangles him to death. And I'm like, oh, holy shit, dude. And, like, the the car crashes. It's, like, alone in the middle of the desert. And you hear his voice recite the poem again. As I was going up the stairs, I met a man that wasn't there. He wasn't there again today. I wish, I wish he'd go away. And, like, oh, credits. Like, oh, that's so hopeless. (laughs) Like, like, oh, dude. It was awesome. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, like that, my friends, is is one of the best suspense uh, horror. Would you say it's it, horror? I, it's, it's, got elements of horror. It, it's got elements of horror, but it's more suspense than anything. Like, yeah, it's such a good suspense film. And like, if you've seen it, like if you remember that movie, like I implore you, man, I'm begging you guys, like tell more people about it. It's so fucking good. Like it is such a good and cool and weird, interesting movie. Like it's a slasher it, movie for people who don't like slasher movies. Yeah. Like, like and it really kind of is. Like it's the first Friday the thirteenth good. Like who's fucking doing this? <laughs> and like like I'm Mrs. Voorhees. I'm a friend of the Christie's. Like yeah. who? Like, who the fuck are you? I haven't seen you at all in this movie. <laughs> and like it's the same thing. Like, bro, Timmy doesn't say shit in this film. Yeah. Like, talk. like, how was I ever gonna suspect that that was him? Like, that's the whole point. You're supposed to suspect everybody. Like they tell Except you, like the kid. See, the the kid comes across like he's he's this mute, uh, mute little kid, who uh, 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 John C. McGinley uh, describes as like, you know, his his dad left, right? Like, mm-hmm. like he's he's a stepdad, and he ever since says, then, like he, he's he's a bit of a troublemaker. Yeah, like and you never you never see that in him. He's got the whole this. Movie. He's got this like really really innocent innocent look to him. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very unassuming. Like you would never think that this little kid is capable of anything more than like stepping on an ant or something, you know? Yeah. Like he, he, he doesn't he doesn't come across as any threat. And the fact that he doesn't say anything throughout the whole movie should be like a freaking like like a, a clue, right? It's so it's so funny too, because like at the very end of the movie, you're like, huh. Like, I'd swear to God that that's Pruitt Taylor Vince's kid. Yeah. Like, he looks like Pruitt Taylor Vince's kid. Like, they look identical. It's weird. Yeah. And you just kind of don't, like, excuse me, like, really notice or think about it because the kid's an afterthought. Yeah. But like I said, everybody's a suspect. And, like, it, it, it's literally the one person you don't suspect. So the actor's name is Brett Lower. And he was actually 10 years old when they made this movie. No shit. He looks so yeah. much younger. Yeah. So, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a little dude, right? Like he's like five yeah. feet tall or whatever, but man, like his, all he had going for him was his facial expressions. And, and yeah. uh, it, it really worked, especially, especially when on one scene, uh, like they, they they show his face when his mom gets hit by a car yeah. uh when when his uh uh when his mom is is oh, when they find his mom dead on the bed mm-hmm. like that's another face like he he just looks like terrified and scared yeah. and, and and like like sad and everything and yeah. then when they show the show his face <laughs> on the flashback yeah, like that look that he gives you like the bad seed, dude. Just he's like got, he's know? got, he's got a real Jack Nicholson in The Shining look going for him. He looks, yeah. he looks like Jack Nicholson at that scene where he's chasing Wendy up the stairs, like Wendy. Yeah, like I don't want to like, hurt you. He's I just want to bash your skull in. He's an evil-looking little motherfucker in that scene. Like, he's so and good. It, it, it's a real like. Like, if you're not expecting it, and fuck you, you're not. <laughs> like, you're not. And, like, when that scene happens, it's kind of exciting. It's really like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Like, fuck yeah. you. Like, it, it's it's a good whodunit. 
It really is really good. And yes, it is a silly result because they gave you nothing to suspect that. But yeah. they didn't give you like a whole lot to suspect a lot of things in certain movies. Like yeah. you you just like honestly, like if that's if that's your problem with the movie. Like, if people who've seen this movie and they're like, I just didn't like that it's the little kid at the end. I'm like, oh, but you were cool with the bodies disappearing. <laughs> like, you were cool with the keys. You were cool with the hotel being on the other side of the hotel. Like, none of that bothered you. The little kid bothered you. I'm like, fuck you, dude. Like, you didn't like, you, you don't like, you, you don't know shit, man. You don't know fucking shit about James Mangold. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't so, fucking like cool movies. Fuck you. Like, you didn't see it coming. Like... That's one of those movies that, like, I want to see something I've never seen before. Like, have you fucking seen Identity? Like, no, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, that, and and that's that's what I that's what I love about this about this movie is that, like, so somebody asked me if somebody asked me like, what's a what's a good horror movie, or or like good suspense movie? The, the first one I'll always say is, have you seen Identity? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's like the that's a that's the first thing I go to, because uh, this movie this movie I think was a hit uh, when it first came out. Like oh, it it's uh, um, yeah man it made ninety million dollars on a twenty eight million dollar budget. It failed its first week. Word, uh, of, mouth, word of mouth, um, got people hyped for it for the second week. Yeah, like back then back then like there it, it was it was all word of mouth man like that like this this is before i mean the internet age was just barely kicking off dude right yeah so so like everybody and this is when when you were you had a, a bootleg it was because somebody snuck a video camera into, into the movie yeah. theater yeah oh yeah and like, you know <laughs> and here's the thing like it's it's such a fucking neat and fun an insanely original idea. And I honestly think that the reason it didn't get the play that it deserved at first was mainly because the trailer gives you nothing. Yeah. Like, but no, it just all it does, and this is what a good trailer does, and this is what we spoke uh, talked about last last week, man. Yeah, a yeah. good trailer gives you the premise and nothing else. Yeah. And nothing that's the thing, because this this is one of those movies. <laughs> Where when you ask somebody, you know, have you ever seen Identity? And they're like, no, what's it about? You have to be very careful. Yeah. Like, you can give away so much. Mm -hmm. Like, you can ruin it entirely with that one question. What's it about? Like, you've got to be careful about giving, like, all the plot details away. Yeah. What do you and, say? Like uh, I, I say, it's about these these nine strangers who get trapped in a hotel yeah. and they get picked off one by one. That's exactly what. I oh, that sounds that sounds boring or whatever. Like that sounds. Uh, no, trust me. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> it, it's know, it, it's it's one of those like, for me anyway. Like I remember the first time um, I watched it. I've I've had my jaw has dropped. Um, a few times, like with a twist, like sometimes the twist will make me go like, "Oh, that was good." Like yeah. I didn't see that coming. That was clever. But like some, like very rarely, but some twists leave me like, "Oh shit!" Like I didn't <laughs> see that coming. And this is one of those movies for me was like, "Oh shit!" Like I did not see that coming. And like, I mean that one. 
And I can honestly, like, honestly, honestly, the last time I remember being that, like, oh, shit, um, was The Usual Suspects. Ah. Like, that was that was probably the last time prior to that that I, you know, the, they hit you with the twist and you're like, oh, what the fuck? I didn't see that coming. Like, that was dope. I regret like, not seeing that movie earlier because uh, through, through you know, uh, through pop culture, that, that the, the ending was spoiled for me for the, for the usual suspects. That is so unfortunate. Yeah. Like, that so, really sucks, dude. Like, yeah. I, I feel bad for anybody that's had the usual suspects spoiled for them. Yeah, it was like, very, it was spoiled for me big time. I'm going to tell everybody now, at this point, it's your fault. The movie's over 20 years old. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's your fault for not have taken the, taking the time to watch The Usual Suspects. If you haven't seen that movie, like, you're doing yourself a disservice. And if you don't know what the twist is, don't ask anybody. Don't tell anybody that you haven't seen it. You have Stop. a unique gift, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't seen The Usual Suspects and you don't know the twist at the end, like... Yeah. Sneak yeah. off somewhere and find it and watch it. Don't tell yeah. anybody that you're gonna watch it. Like, and don't look you, up the don't look up who directed it, man, because it's gonna ruin it for you. Don't look up anything. <laughs> Put the fucking phone down and just go watch the movie. Yeah. Like same thing with this one, man. Same thing with this movie. This movie is actually uh I'm not gonna say it's it's based on, but it's it's heavily inspired by a book called And Then There Were None by Agatha yeah. Christie. Yeah, yeah, and I was gonna and say act- Christie novel. Yeah, and they actually reference it in the movie, where oh, uh, yeah, where Amanda Pete says, uh, "Have you ever seen that movie where the ten strangers went on an island and they all died one by one?" Yeah, 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 that's right. right. Yeah, so this is loosely based on that, and the end of of well, I, I'm not gonna give it away because it is kind of a different ending, but the premise is there and it, and it's the same and it's not, uh, it's not as supernatural. It's more realistic, but yeah, this yeah. take, the, the, this take, uh, that they took and like the whole thing about it, it, the 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 whole thing taking place in his head, yeah, was the. I think I think that's what what made this movie so special. Yeah, was that it was um, it, it it basically gave it gave it uh, to where it could break a little rules. Yeah, uh, and, and that's what and that's why, like I said, like these characters are archetypes for a reason because there's yeah. only so much personality that he can put that they can have put into them. Yeah, like there's they're they're not really people they're figments of his imagination but the so, acting like, is so good that, that you do kind of kind of get like like a connection with the, especially john cusack's character especially and amanda john, and amanda, amanda pete's character yeah it, it, it's it's very much one of those um like it it, it, it just the movie doesn't have to be this good <laughs> it didn't have to be this good it didn't have to try as hard as it did it didn't have to put the effort that they put in it well, James like, Mangold's one of those directors that doesn't really have to try so hard, man. Because, good God, dude! No, um, clearly, when 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 he's on his, you know what? He hasn't even made a bad movie. I don't think. No, I don't think so either. I, but, I honestly think that his worst movie is Kate Leopold, but that's not a bad movie either. That's one of the it's one of the best romantic comedies I've seen in a long time. Right on, man. Yeah, like it. it it's it. I don't know. Like like. Like I said, the movie just didn't have to go as hard as it did. It didn't have to be this good. It didn't have to be this clever. It didn't have to, like, I don't want to say trick you, but it didn't have to circumnavigate your intelligence the way it did. Because it does. <laughs> it, it, get, like, it gets around what you're thinking. 
because mm-hmm. like it, it it really does a good job of leaving breadcrumbs in the other direction mm-hmm. yeah and like you're not seeing because it, it's one of those things where it seems so stupid that it would be the kid like but does it but though? see that's not the point that's not the point that the point is not that it that it's the kid that did the killing is the kid is the personality Right, right. Like, like the kid, you have exist. You none have, of them exist. You have like, Malcolm Rivers' body with the mind of a child, right? A murderous child. Yeah. Okay. So it's not it's not the fact that it's the kid. The kid's got nothing to do with it. That's yeah. just the personality. That's that's just the personification of that personality. You're, okay. You're nitpicking. Yeah. By this, you, by are. This, you are. You are. You're missing the point by, of the yeah. reveal. <laughs> by like by like hating the reveal. Like fuck yeah. how you feel about the reveal. It's clever. Yeah. Like it's it's so much smarter than it needed to be because you could have fucking very easily like oh it's Ray Liotta. Yeah. Like you could have gone that route. Like why wouldn't you? Like cuz if if the movie ended with Ray Liotta and John Cusack dying and like him living like as Amanda Peet in his brain, like <laughs> just like harvesting oranges and shit like that, mm-hmm. it would have been a sad and good ending. Like it would have been like how fucking sad, but like that was a cool movie. But no. Yeah. They hit you with that surprise, motherfucker. Like the killer didn't die, and like mm-hmm. it's not who you fucking thought it was. Like so, like all that effort that everybody went through to try mm-hmm. to save this guy's life, mm-hmm. like was all for nothing. All, all for naught. Yeah, and that's you know? the cool part. But that's the gamble that that they took. You know, like, that's a that's, gamble that they took for the. That's for the that. twist is that it was all for fucking nothing. Not that it was the kid. Like you're nitpicking and being a bitch about that. <laughs> like you're holding yeah. on way too tight on that and like yeah. no dude it, it, it's it's good it's a fun and cool and original movie and i haven't seen anything like that since like i'm wow. yet to, i'm yet to see something that cool that clever and that well put together since mm-hmm. like that that style of movie and like i imagine at some point fucking what's his name Shyamalan watched it and he's like i can fucking fuck you <laughs> twist like i i'm the fucking king you just call me chubby checker baby i'm the king of the twist like, <laughs> like fuck you you know what the fucking monsters are the old people you never saw it coming like are the what like what the, they're what like I'm, I'm gonna go fucking make a movie fuck you the what the what and the what <laughs> no but this was the era of of twist endings man yeah, because, like the what because like Shyamalan came out with the sixth sense back in 99 man yeah, yeah. like this 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 was four years before this one this was the 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 era of the twist ending dude ah 99 you know? that was the other time tony collette didn't get a fucking oscar that she deserved. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah fuck you and, kept me and I'll, and I'll say one thing man about the sixth sense <laughs> if you watch that movie and you watch that scene where little baby Haley Joel Osmond mm-hmm. is talking to his mom about his grandmother, her mother mm-hmm. and you don't cry there is something fully, fucking wrong with yeah, you Yeah, like yeah, there's something wrong with you dude there is like, something you, you, wrong with you, dude. You need to go get fucking your head checked for sociopathy. Like there's something, is, there's something up with your head. That is the scene that won, that got jo, uh, Haley Joel Osment the Oscar nomination. Freaking nine years old, dude. And, and he's an Oscar nominated. He deserved it, and, but and like Tony Collette didn't. It's just such a it's pile of horseshit. 
Like, yeah. uh, like, understand something. I'm, I'm never gonna forgive the academy for this. Like, <laughs> no, dude, ever. I'll never forgive the academy for them not giving uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio the Oscar for Django Unchained, dude. They should have, like, for real. Fuck's sake, that's a but whole it, other fucking it, story with those people. Like, goddamn. Yeah. But anyway, man, this is kind of like a like a like a a, um, a renaissance period for John Cusack, man. Yeah, because yeah. John Cusack was a big time star in the eighties, mm-hmm. uh, and like he wasn't saying anything in a bunch of other uh, a bunch of other big time movies. And then, yeah. like in the late nineties, uh, late nineties, early two thousands, uh, he started coming out with coming out in all these different like quirky movies. Like one of my all time favorite movies, Gross Point Blank. Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, one of the, the best. Head, I'm gonna fuck the brain hole. <laughs> one of the best uh, Stephen King adaptations, 1408, was Samuel Jackson. Oh, I love that movie. And of course, every every film student's uh, uh, like every movie, like every film student that's ever been a film student is like, like comes all over this movie, High Fidelity. Oh, like, yeah, man, we that's the way our movie's got to be, right? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> But yeah, man, like the, the he he uh he we had get it, pretentious a... directors. Things mean other things. <laughs> For sake. And well, while I'm uh, at it, uh, like, while I'm at it, just a uh, just a quick note to uh, Gus Van Zant. Fuck you. Uh, moving on. <laughs> no, Pharrell, if you're like, oh, Gus Van Zant's an amazing. Shut the fuck up. You don't like movies. <laughs> like Gus Van Zant is a horrible fucking director, and I'll tell him to his fucking face while he's counting his money too. Fuck him. It's like it's it's kind of like uh, you know how how like uh, two people can make a, a hamburger, and like like a master chef can make like the best hamburger, mm-hmm. and like the uh, like just somebody off the street gets the exact same ingredients, mm-hmm. and the hamburger's not as good. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that, you know. Yeah. Like Gus Van Zandt, he's got all the tools. He's got all the, all the wherewithal to to you know to make the movies that he makes, but for some reason they just don't come across as 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 you know, any good. You know what, man? Like you fucking hide the tripod from him, and I'll show you how fucking good he is. Fuck him. <laughs> like you know what I'm gonna do for this scene? What? I'm just gonna leave the camera there for ten minutes. Fuck's sake. But I'll tell you one thing, dude. Everybody gets one, and and for him it was Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. I, I I I hate that too. Like I, for real, it's such it's such a it's such a good song. Like I've been having or, or such a good movie. I'm sorry. It's because like I've been having. Like, everybody knows my like intense hatred for Rob Zombie, and like <laughs> yeah. it, it's 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 mainly because I think he's a really bad director and he's far too pretentious to be this bad yeah. of a director. Like he's he's very like uh, it was good. Like I'm sorry that you your brain didn't understand how good it was. I'm like no, it wasn't, Rob. It wasn't good at all. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, your brain can't distinguish the difference between good and bad because that was a bad movie. And like recently I fucking watched Three from Hell and I'm like, ah, I liked it. Like, I, well, it's, a ba- it's a bad it's movie. It's a bad movie, but I like yeah. it. Like, it really is a bad movie and I enjoy it. And then last night uh, I heard uh, King Freak, his new song. And I was like, and where the fuck has that guy been? <laughs> like, it's good to see you again, Rob. I haven't seen you since White Zombie. That's a good song. Like, he just dropped a new song, and I just heard it last night. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? This is good. 
Like, where's this asshole yeah. been? It's <laughs> it's funny. It, it's it's just like that saying, man. Even a broken clock is is right two times a day, man. Yeah, and I, I'm still waiting for Gus Van Zant to like fucking do that. Like fucking do, get, do another Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> like move it's the camera. season <laughs> like don't Apple be afraid sauce, bitch yeah like don't be afraid to move the camera gus the camera's your friend <laughs> damn it's it like bob a, i'm busy I'm busy it's like, an, it's like an artist afraid of a paintbrush it's annoying <laughs> like it, no, it just, i'm going to paint with my with my wife's hair it's so fucking this is what happens man like i just we, we fucking trail off from the goddamn movie we were watching and i'm like fuck gus van zandt <laughs> Like, he has nothing to do with this movie. And I'm just like, fuck him. Nothing, dude. Like, any opportunity to just bring him up to say, fuck Gus Van Zandt. Like, <laughs> I'm such a bitch about it. But, like... You're so bitter, dude. Like... <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bitter-ass human. Like... If you make if you make a movie... If somebody makes a movie that you don't like, like, you hold a grudge, bro. <laughs> it's... It, 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 okay, it's not that I... Fuck not liking it. I cannot like a movie... And and not begrudge it, like uh -huh. I can just watch it and go like I don't like that, but it's it's when they make a really bad movie, like that's painfully bad, and they argue that it's not a bad movie. Like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> grow up. You saw what movie did you see? Because I saw the one you made, and it sucks. <laughs> like, no, man. I'm yeah. I'm I'm I can't. I but like in 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 all reality, I can be very bitter. <laughs> If I'm being honest. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, dude. Uh, this 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 movie. It, it's it's one of those movies where, like, I I watched it. I loved it. I watch it like maybe once every couple years or so. Uh -huh. But mostly, I watch it whenever I I uh, I introduce it to somebody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it's one of those movies that you 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 got to show people, man. Like, if mm. if you've seen it, like, and you like it, you should. Sh you need to show more of your friends this movie. Like, tell them about it. Like, because yeah. it's it's a movie that surprisingly, a lot of people haven't seen. Mm. Like, it, it kind of blows my mind when I meet people. It kind of got lost in the early two thousands. Uh, uh, sea of movies that that because also at the time, man, like that was the heyday of of X Men and Spider Man and yeah, and like Blade and and it, uh, it was coming out against a lot of blockbusters. Yeah, like, and and it kind of it kind of got lost in it, but it found its audience, and uh, I'm 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 very happy to to see that it's kind of gained a cult following. Yeah. And uh, it, it just, it, it just like everything about it. And I want to, and I want to also, also mention this, man. Once again, I am shocked and surprised to find out that one of my favorite composers, Alan Silvestri, actually did the music. Yes, music. dude. I fucking so, love some Alan Silvestri. So like it, it's, it's, it's firing on all cylinders, man. Mm -hmm. It's perfectly paced. This movie is only an hour and a half long, dude. Which is incredible. So, yeah, which they get everything in in an hour and a half, and it's very swift and it's very like very well paced. It's a very difficult thing to do too to get yeah. like all that story in an hour and a half. Yeah, like so, and they do such a fucking cool good job of it. Like it's really yeah. impressive. Yeah, man, I love it, and I'm I'm glad that we were able to get this movie in because honestly, oh, yeah. uh, it, it's it's I'm not saying that this is a filler episode. <laughs> 
<laughs> but there, I mean, the whole world. Like, let's face it, dude. The whole world is is kind of in a waiting pattern yeah. until after Thanksgiving when the yeah. holiday season can really start. Yeah. So <laughs> we're all in a weird place right now. Yeah, like, like everybody's the, in the in a weird place. We're waiting for the for the fucking. Uh, just the dickhead in chief to be th- to just oh I can't wait to watch him get evicted. Hopefully, but, like, hopefully by the time this air this this episode drops, mm-hmm. like everything can like you know start start uh, uh, moving civil, forward. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say normalize. I'm not gonna say normalize. No, fuck, fuck that, no. dude. But <laughs> hopefully, yeah. like everything will will like the ball will get rolling. Yeah, like right now, I, I like right now. I just hope Donald Trump gets thrown out of office. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, and if you're if you're um, uh, listening to the show and like you're you're a fan of Donald Trump and you were you voted for him and you were hoping that he'd win, like, um, I'm sorry that you're a heartless piece of shit, <laughs> and um, I don't want you listening to my fucking show. So maybe fuck off and go listen to something else. You fucking racist prick. Um, He's an opinion expressed by Eric. <laughs> Oh no! This, this is this is most definitely my opinion. This is yeah. no one else's opinion but mine. I really think you're garbage if you fucking like. Support I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say I disagree with you, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I agree with you, but I'm not gonna say I disagree with you either. Yeah, people are far, <laughs> and, and, and it's fine. Please, one of us has to be diplomatic. Like yeah, like I, I it's it's difficult for me to be diplomatic. Uh, you know, especially when you vote for somebody who wants to strip the rights away from my friends and my family. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, I, I don't like you very much or your fucking opinions. So I could care less what you think of my fucking show. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very embittered. I'm sorry, really but am. like, like, like anybody who likes Donald Trump is uncultured and uh, won't be listening to our show anyway. So. That's probably very <laughs> fucking true. Yeah. Uh, so like, not not you kind folks, not those of you who are listening. You're good people. Yeah, you're you good get. people. I like you. Let's have a sandwich sometime. Right. <laughs> we should we should hang out sometime and talk politics. Yeah. I promise. Yeah. Once this. once we get once we get competent leadership and we get rid of this virus, like for real, for real. Uh, I'm looking then, forward to then, seeing some of you in person again. No shit, dude. No shit, like, right? I miss being around my fucking friends, dude. Like, tell me about it, dude. It's it's. I had one of my friends' birthdays coming up, and like we were talking the other night on the phone, and she was like just telling me that like the stress has been getting to her. Like, mm-hmm. she's she likes to have she likes to gather with her friends and celebrate her birthday. Yeah. Like, she's one of those people that like, you know how some of us get real jaded and we're like we're just getting older. Yeah, uh, she's one of those people who celebrates getting older. Yeah, and like this year she can't do it, and mm. it's it's all because of like I'm sorry, it's all because of Donald Trump. Yeah, like, it's very much all because of him. And I I know we're we're a movie sh- we're 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 a movie podcast we're, we're a movie review show. We shouldn't be talking about politics, but um, you know, it's very me- frustrating, man. And, and it's it's okay to bring it back to to the subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to go to the movie theaters again, dude. Yes, dude. I just want to go to the movie theaters. I want to go to the movies, dude. I, I mean, as as much as convenient as it is to watch movies here at home, to pay 20 bucks to watch a movie, a first-run movie, like, I want to go and pay 20 bucks for, for a small popcorn, dude. Yes. Like, just I let me too. go pay 20 bucks for a small popcorn. Yes, like, please. <laughs> like, let me just go waste a fuck ton of money at the theater. Yeah. Like, and you know what? And I know, I know that movie theaters are open. And yes, I understand that with that, I have the choice to go to a movie theater. But look, it's not that I'm scared. I just know, I just know what's up, dude. Okay, right. it's not being scared. 
it's being, being fucking smart. Yeah. Like it's you being know. a fucking decent human being and not risking spreading a fucking preventable infection that could <laughs> kill somebody. Yeah. Like it, it, it's a simple f- fucking goddamn it's a simple <laughs> fucking thing to yeah. do. And anyway, like it, 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 I, I just I miss going to the theaters. I miss hanging out with my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, to put that into perspective, you and I used to sit in the studio and yeah. do this together. Yeah. And for the better part of a year, we've been doing this on Skype. And, and believe like, it or not, like it's it sounded professional. <laughs> yeah. Like we've been and, and and not to say that this isn't fun or it isn't great. I, I like that you and I still get to get together once a week and yeah. do this. Like we're, we're very you and I are very fortunate that we can still do this over Skype and still get to have fun because I'm going to be fucking 100 million percent honest with you, bro. Like if I if I couldn't do this, I probably would have gone insane by now. I like, hear you is, on that one, man. This is one of the things that I I need to do every week is just hang out with you in one way or another and talk movies. Yeah. Like, but I, I, I hope- miss sitting in a studio with you and I miss fucking standing outside and having a cigarette and True bullshitting that, before we go on and record. Yeah. Like I, I miss all of that. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I want us to get, I so badly want us to get back to that. So I'm fucking, um, everybody's waiting with bated breath. It looks pretty much said and done at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything horrible can happen, though. I mean, I don't fucking trust anything in this country. Like, <laughs> like yeah. they might just turn around tomorrow and like, yeah, but he's still president. Yeah, uh, he might fucking talk his his idiot fan base into doing something stupid. So we're all gonna find out, you know, by the time this episode comes out, I imagine. Hopefully, but um, hopefully. Yeah. But uh, either way, we'll still be here unless uh, the civil war starts. In which case. Yeah. Uh, I say the racists were blue this time. Uh, gray really <laughs> brings out my eyes. So yeah, uh, yeah let's, I'm gonna... let's switch, man. Let, let's switch, dude. Like we, la- so last time, we were gray. Yeah, yeah. Last, let, time, let... last time, our area was gray. Let's go blue. Then. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, a little color switch, man. Yeah. Like so. I, I uh, <laughs> so so next week, man. Next week is uh, the day before Thanksgiving, and uh, what? I mean, how many Thanksgiving movies do you know? Uh, I, I, how many Thanksgiving movies do you know? I know two, I believe. Uh, I, I know the legendary trauma uh, Thanksgiving classic, Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, and, and one of my all-time personal favorite films uh probably of all time um planes trains and automobiles planes trains and automobiles and that my friend is what we're going to be doing next week uh uh written and directed by the late great john hughes uh starring steve martin and uh, john candy the and legendary I, john candy and i i gotta tell you man like this movie is one of those movies that it it's it's comfort food man yes like, dude. straight up it's comfort it, food it is it is most certainly one of those movies that like I watch when I want to relax. Mm-hmm. Like, and speaking I... of stolen Oscars, my friend. Speaking yeah. of stolen Oscars, dude. Uh, John Candy was just like his performance in this movie. <laughs> like it makes me cry every single time. Just thinking about yeah, it makes me kind of tear up, man. And it's beautiful, and it's hilarious, and it's humanizing. And we're gonna be talking about it next week, dude. Absolutely, man. I'm looking so fucking forward to doing this one. 
So, uh, so yeah, man. With that being said, guys, check out Identity, dude. It's uh, it's on Amazon Prime right now. Uh, if you have the Stars app, it's on Stars. And uh, hey, man, uh, if if for some reason uh, you are unable to check out our shows live on RGVTitanRadio.com, where can you find us, Babo? Bro, you can find us on Podbean. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify now, which is my personal favorite thing in the whole fucking world. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, Sesame Street, along with the movie Know It All podcast this week, was brought to you by the letter S. And the word of the day is subscribe, 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 man. Jump on that. Follow us on podcast on fucking Podbean. Get us on 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 Apple Podcasts. Get us on Spotify. Like, check us out, man. RGV Titan Radio. Not only that, man, but you also you can also get our back episodes, like such as last week's episode, which was the uh, uh, our our uh, movie trailer episode. And before mm-hmm. that, we had an awesome interview with uh, with John Gonzalez from uh, uh, Horror Stories of Texas. And you can get all That's- our all our back uh, back episodes, along with episodes of uh, other RGV Titan shows, such as uh, The Average Boys, Heavy Metal Mania, and uh, THC: The Human Condition. All good shows, man. Check us out. RGV Titan Radio. You can find us wherever your favorite podcast can be found, man. Well, and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to call it a show. I'm Will. I'm Bob. And that, my friends, was the Moving Order Podcast here on RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. Have a good one, guys. And if you don't come back next week, I'm going to shoot you. Sorry. <laughs> the man who wasn't there on the stairs. <laughs> Are you looking for great local music? Then tune in to RGVTitanRadio.com. We play everything local, like hip-hop, rock, and country. If you want your music played on our radio station, then send your music to playmymusic at rgvtitanradio.com. Once more, that's playmymusic at rgvtitanradio.com. Be sure to send MP3 files that include the names of the track, album, and band or artist along with cover art. rgvtitanradio.com. We are the 956.